folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports. And I'll use my computer and just go in here. And I'm going to check. Okay. Welcome back to Too Much Dip, post-Super Bowl memorial, sitting directly in front of me in spot number one. Wow. Digital David Ruff. What's up, Dave? Call me Double D. <laughs> DDR. What's up, guys? Sitting hey, Dave. By- hey, Dave. Hey, Daddy Dave. Daddy Digital Dave. There we go. Triple D. Triple D in the building. Got, got the Rhodes man sitting uh, in the docketot, sleeping next to me. Hopefully he doesn't have any uh, blowouts, but so far so good. I respect that. I've got the roadcaster sitting next to me, so we're one in the same. <laughs> sitting. People are wondering if I name my son after podcast equipment. <laughs> <laughs> some are saying, some are saying. Sitting directly behind him, bobsled style, is the Magic Bullet Brett <laughs> Merriman. What's going on? I always love coming on Too Much Dip, guys. Thanks for having me. We don't have you on enough on too much dip, man. That's that, that's fine. I mean, I I kind of I've been taking a step back since since uh, doing mail-in duties on the podcasting stuff. Oh, a little plug. But, he beat Micah to the punch. But I, I'm just saying, wow. I like being here. Just to, I love discussing sports more than anything. Sports so. are fun to talk about. Man. Absolutely, almost so, as fun to watch. Happy to be here. Yeah. People are saying when you're not here, we are grossly underrepresented in uh, not only the younger and better looking category, but also the northeastern. Uh, uh, you know. Mostly puck talk, you know. I, Mostly it's just, puck talk. I don't want to tell you how to run a show, but there is little to no <laughs> puck talk. I have a, I do have a Rick bonus nugget uh, for Dave Ruff later in okay. this episode. But. Okay. The formerly undefeated Dallas Stars are going to get some talk later in this yes. uh, off season. It's 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 almost uh, bound to happen because there won't be much else to deal with. <laughs> and last, definitely not least, the biggest voice, the biggest presence in the room, one. Dylan Shivery. Well, I think you might be giving me too much credit, but I am very happy to be here. Uh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. A, a fun weekend of uh, the Super Bowl was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, I'm ready to talk I'm ready to talk sports, man. Let's uh, dive right in. While we have David with us and you know working against the clock and whatnot, this was a big weekend for sports, of course. But some might say a bigger weekend for smoking some we have to talk about this right now? I think we should. I think we should because there were some highs and lows. Uh, for those who were paying attention on Thursday night, Dylan did admit to the crowd that uh, six weeks into being the recipient of a Traeger, he'd yet to fully break the beast out and set it up. So the No, I set it up day I got it. <laughs> okay. I assembled it. It was in place. I even have a cover for it. Um, the problem I was facing is that the, the power to the outside on my, my, back, my back patio it just, it wasn't working. Gotcha. Um, I remedied that. That wasn't the only problem. It wasn't the only problem. Thank you, Dave. I was getting to that. <laughs> uh, look, I had never used a pellet grill before. Yeah. Never. I have used an offset smoker many a time. I have one. It's currently out at the ranch. I have smoked many a brisket. I've done ribs on it. I've done shoulders. I've done pork loins. I've done everything on it. We get it. You burn. I've never used a pellet grill. <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, I got to get some some wood, right? So I hop on the internet, I order some. I didn't even go to the store, you know, it's COVID, whatever. And I saw, I see a bag of wood chips, like, all right, they fit in the reservoir, what do you want to call it? Uh, I was like, you yeah, know, it, yeah, let's go. I turn it on, and um, it it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't get hot. I was like, some something is. I even my dumbass even posted a picture of it on my Instagram. Anyway, um. It yeah. Take long for people to point out that I didn't put wood pellets in there. I mm. put wood chips in there, which are very different. I learned, yeah. and so um, I have I have acquired pellets. Okay. They're at the crib. There's no damage done to the the unit, as far as I know. Um, but you might have avoided your warranty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when I fire it up again. But I expect uh, to be up and rolling here very soon, and I will keep you all updated. But yes, yeah, an embarrassing moment that. Um, I happen to document publicly on social media for some reason. So we've all been there. Get your laughs in. <laughs> we've all been there. There was a question here, uh, just wondering, you know, what's next for Dylan's Traeger in 2021? Oh man, wow. Um, I'm gonna. I might. I might kick off with the brisket. Might okay. just, I might just. Oh, I might, yeah, I know. I know. 
was gonna yeah. say, man, that, that's that's ballsy. I, I thought you were gonna start off with like a nice queso in a in a aluminum pan first. Just just really try it out. <laughs> I'm not gonna cook queso on the trigger for the you, first it time. It sounds like you need an introductory I meal. Might, I might do a shoulder. Okay. Dude, shoulders are do some skill, K. Shoulders are easy to do. A brisket Well the, the main challenge in a brisket is that you have to maintain temperature on a brisket, right? Which on an offset smoker is uh, it's not easy to do. So you constantly babysit anything all day long. And I know a trigger that's a different story. Yeah. It's a much easier to do that. So um that's why I was you know, just start let's just swing for the fences from my first time up to bat. But we'll see what happens. Uh, hey, Stay I, tuned. I respect it. Pulling up from forty right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. You- Dylan, don't feel bad. The first time I, I got my trigger fired up, I just stuffed a bunch of sticks in it, and it didn't work. So, <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Just sticks from the park across the street? Well, it has that. Yeah, like, I thought I was. It has that, like, mesh filter thing up top that you, the thing, the stuff filters down through. So I'm thinking, oh, that's just to make sure you don't put, like, big chunks of wood in there, right? Yeah. And the wood chips, they fit fine. And, hey, uh, look, I, I fucked up. I'll I'll be the uh, ignorant person. What? Why? Why wouldn't a wood chip work versus a wood pellet? Um, I believe, and actually, I'll shut up, David. You're you're a trigger owner. Um, I wish I could tell you, Brett. I think it just has to do with the size and shape that allows them when they get into the little electric heating um, thing that goes down the line. It drops into the little heating pan, and that's what creates the smoke. I don't know if there's something in there that makes it smoke quicker or better but yeah it's all about the size i think it, it, that's what allows it there's like a certain amount of time each one will burn to or burn for dylan like you're lucky man because like i know a lot of people who like if, if your traeger runs out of pellets like it can it can mess it up like if, if you're cooking something and it runs out and it keeps going like it can cause a fire and everything oh, really? so i think you you dodged a big bullet here yeah okay well it's funny you say that as I've uh, documented very clearly here on Too Much Dip, the last time that I did ribs, uh, which you know, I told people last week I was going to bring the gift of ribs. The last time I, I, I attempted to make some ribs, I believe that was for Father's Day, Thanksgiving, I don't know. It was some event in which I was going to my in-laws. And the pressure of the situation just became too much. I was doing way too much, wasn't paying attention, and uh, started a little fire on my smoker. Chaos, uh, you know, ensued, lost all the product. Well, enter now the next time that I've promised people besides myself the gift of meat and the gift of ribs. And the moment in which I was taking the ribs off for the, uh, you know, for those familiar, the three, two, one method, smoke it for three hours, take them off and wrap them for the next two hours in that little window before the wrap. My least favorite thing about where I live is there are a lot of people who will talk to me while I'm in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And in that very moment, I just remove the ribs, set them down on a tray, and someone calls my name. Never do I hear my name in these other interactions. It's, hey, boss, what you got cooking? We too early? What you got for me? It's that kind of generic right. bullshit. But hearing my name got my attention. Turns out it was an old teammate of mine from both high school and college. So guy I knew fairly well. He just moved to the area. So we chatted it up probably about five to seven minutes. And then all of a sudden I kind of see smoke out of the corner of my eye. Another fire had begun to happen. Um, because of the prior issue, my, my, my smoker has an automatic shutoff. If the doors open, the fans not bringing in air and raising the temperature, that feature was destroyed in the last fire. So the door was open and it was just sucking in air, just raising the temp. Fortunately for everybody involved here, I told you I'd remove the ribs. No food was damaged. It was just a little bit of fire. Cut off the air. We're good. Finished out the product and followed through on my promise to deliver. Let's go. Wow. Via Austin's own Yeti, which I'll get to this in a second. The gift of ribs. The gift of ribs for all involved. There's even a packet uh, specifically uh, labeled both for David and Rhodes. I'll just set these here on the table we've got wow. one two three there we go oh, and i man. think we even have a fourth pack to go home with randy oh no there's not a fourth pack you know what randy will took yours i brought something else for will and i realized uh Is that will, will left with your ribs and uh you can leave with his uncrustable so <laughs> everybody else here gets the gift of ribs wow so, thank you kj i cannot wait to try them 
uh, you know, uh, let's let's not oh, run man. Yelp with the public review afterwards. But you know, season properly. I'll Shout out you, to I'll me. I'll give Church. you a private a private uh, take via text message once I try thank to you, Thank you. I, I, my, thank my, you very much. Ooh. My ego can't suffer the uh, Dylan Shivery tree rating uh, uh, system in public on the food front yet. Well, well I, I, I have you. no doubt it's going to be fantastic. Well, I appreciate look it. Great. I think I'm yeah. looking at dinner tonight, honestly. Yeah, there, yeah, exactly. There we go. So with all Very of that cool. said, smoke something bitch complete. Let's move on. Well, you, you know what you need for smokers, KJ. That's true. Keep an eye on the time. Who better to do that with than movement? Our friends over there uh, in a tiny apartment in Southern California. Two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all of the rules, KJ. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest-growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Dylan, can you even name 160 countries? No, but uh, I can talk about the watch that I got from Movement recently. It's called the AT, and it is very, very sharp. What I like about their designs, big faces, very bold, very simple, very classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a great way to describe me too. I think all those things. Okay. Uh, and okay. so I, I just love the way they look, and the AT specifically is one I'm vibing with the most right now. Fantastic looking watch. They give you a little bit of thickness on the watch face. That it screams like this is more expensive than it screams it is. like this watch costs seven hundred dollars. Right, but it doesn't. I love it. Like, oh no, the AT is ninety five. Wow, ninety five dollars. That's that's a deal, even when compared to you know middle of the mall stuff. And this is elite quality. It really. I was is. talking to Randy earlier. He hadn't seen a blue light in months. He rocks those blue light yeah, blockers. Yeah, he stole he stole my glass. Well, I, I actually gave him to him. <laughs> um, he has the blue light blockers that I that gave to him. The uh, the sunglass frames or the blue light blocker frames are the same. They're the same. Okay. So they look they look very sharp and they're just clear. They don't have the uh, the yellow tint that you see in a lot of them. Looks like you're wearing glasses. They're awesome. Respect and they work. That. And they work most of all. Oh, the bands too are are as premium of of a, like a leather that mm-hmm. I've ever had on a watch. Yeah, it's fantastic. I went with the gunmetal with mine. Uh, it's a green gunmetal, which I needed an option that wasn't just for any gray, black or white uh, outfits. I needed something to go with the brown belt, brown shoes. And went with the green gunmetal. It's Elite. funny. It's funny you say that. So did Dylan because they were calling him Full Metal Shacket. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah, it was kind of wild. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's so, good. Movement watches had the look and quality of a $400 to $5, a $500 watch you're paying for at a department store, but cost a fraction of the price because they were built online and they own their uh, process from start to finish. What's better than that? You get a beautiful watch shipped right to your door for free, and if you don't love it, you can ship it right back for free. How about that? So here's the deal. If you want to elevate your look with style that doesn't break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash bang. That's mvmt.com slash bang. Again, one more time, 15% off, mvmt.com slash bang. Join the movement. Now, for months, weeks, days, and yesterday, even hours, we were all looking forward to uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. You know, you know it had to do it. Mm-hmm. When but, my team uh, wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. Thank you, Shido. <laughs> I feel like he's not good at all. The Midwest after last night. <laughs> the uh, long road to the Super Bowl came to an end yesterday. I know, uh, based on just some mumbles I could hear through the walls. Circling back, another podcast here on the Wash Media Network did an excellent job in covering the halftime show. Yeah, we and, talked about uh, the uh, Super Bowl adjacent stuff, not, yes. not anything on field, everything so else. We won't dig in too much there, but while we have David here, uh, just anyone's quick reactions, sans Brett, because I heard his take. You can hear that on Circling Back. Mm-hmm. David, your take on the halftime show. Um, I thought it was – I thought it was – Good, not great. I think there were some early audio issues. I am, uh, I am, I want to say I'm weekend indifferent, but I do enjoy quite a bit of his catalog. Uh, the new stuff, the new song, what is it, Blinding Lights? Like, that's it gets played on like every NBA promo, so it's kind of worn thin a little bit, but it's 
it's a great song. I, I, I thought it was pretty well done. They didn't try to do too much. I, I'm not a big fan of the medley of hits. I would, I would prefer like three songs, just play them all the way through, but that's just me being old school. So yeah, all in all, like, you know, B plus it was fine. I feel similar. Uh, I left, um, you know, thinking that if I were unfamiliar with the weekend and, or I were, I don't know, 10 to 15 years older than I am in my early thirties, I would have left that performance pretty salty because I couldn't hear shit in the beginning. And it was just one performer. We've been kind of trained to see, you know, a variety of people, big surprises happen. We didn't have any of that. And then they did finish with the entire song, it seemed like, of Blinding Lights. And so it finished strong, I would say. I was really shocked when it started that they chose not to really use the field. Most of the performances we've seen, you know, cater obviously to having a lot of fans in the uh, stadium. Here, they were set up, I think, blocking the best feature of Raymond James Stadium. The, the pirate ship was covered with what I found out was $7 million went into this performance. Oof. Of his own money, apparently. Uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever I, that means. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like that's of his own label's money. Right, right. But, you know. Um, I I have a little bit different take. I thought it was very good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. First of all, I just like his music. I think mm-hmm. he's very talented. He's got some hits. And what I loved is that he played nothing but his hits. Yeah. He didn't try to get he didn't try to get too creative. A lot of these people they get, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something special for the halftime show. Uh, Super Bowl, big stage, all that. He just played the stuff that we wanted to hear which I thought was really cool. And the last song, Blinding Lights, he kind of took over the whole field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was great. That's yeah. my take. I'm, I'm, I'm over the meme, though. I'll talk about this in Circling Back. I'm over yes. the meme. They, they're, they're doing, people are doing too much with it. I think I got sick of it before the, the game even ended, actually. Um, I think that the meme, the, to, to get that meme off last night, you had about a one-hour window after the game ended, and even that was pushing it because it felt like that meme was done by, like, the end of the third quarter. Yeah, like, it was like, it was. okay. And I'm guilty as charged with the meme. Love memes. Big meme guy. Um, I, I think you can judge a halftime show by how many, how memeable it is. So in that rating system, I got to give it an A minus. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I think with as with any meme, it was just too shallow of a joke to be made. You know, it was one layer too generic, too general. So it's going to die very quickly. Like you know, the Bernie Mittens meme, I would equate it to. It being Bernie is what adds layers, not the picture itself. So, anyhow, that, the, the halftime show, I was personally impressed because I knew the songs. And I knew what it should have sounded like. And had I been there, like, in a, in a concert experience, I'd been like, this is badass. You know, visuals were good. But I can see that, Brett, you may have a different take. Yeah, I, you know, you can hear the, the official take on Circling Back. I won't, I won't circle back to that take. <laughs> but I did like how Raymond James, uh, they kept the light on. Yeah. On the Raymond James sign throughout the entire performance. Oh, not just that. They made sure it was in frame of the camera oh, yes. throughout. The like, time. Yeah, very prominently. And one of those uh, Darren Ravel tweets that was like, that was an additional $4.6 million for them in advertising uh, exposure. So, uh, yeah. Which I'm sure just is all written to, into a contract somewhere that yeah. we just, yeah. Whoever won that boardroom negotiation, good good for you. It was very clearly taken Raymond away James, from Raymond James, who was Raymond James? I don't Accounting? Much like Globe Life, the uh, name title sponsor for the Rangers stadiums, the current and the previous one, I'm going to generally say insurance? I, I, what kind? I, I, I don't I know. I have no idea. Life, liberty, vehicle? Okay. I don't know. All of it. All of it. Short-term disability, well, question they, mark. they haven't won over my business yet. <laughs> They've got more to do. All right, the game itself. Uh, what sticks out most to me is uh, Mahomes running for his life. And holy shit, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings, <laughs> which is yeah. unbelievable. So I went, I went to the Super Bowl in the 2017 season in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, and I remember leaving the stadium that day being like, Man, did I just watch like his, Tom Brady's last Super Bowl run? That was what Eagles Patriots. That was Eagles Patriots. Okay, this was uh, yeah. So this was three years ago, and I was like, man, that's it's cool to like you know I would like to see him win, but mm-hmm. now that he's lost, it's like he's his career's pretty much behind him now. And holy shit, no, I was way wrong. He won two after that. So uh, wild, forty three years old. You had what that, then the Falcons, and then two shitty seasons, basically, and then this year, right? 
Let's see. Um, the Falcons was the year before. Yeah, before the, the, okay. The Rams, okay. The Rams two years Rams, ago. You're yeah. right. Yep, they shut down the Rams. And then this one. Absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. In what might have been the Super Bowl, the only more boring Super Bowl than this. Yeah, that one this was one. lame. That yeah. one was lame. Uh, I expected much more out of the Chiefs, obviously. Um, I don't know how much having – was it both tackles that were out? Both, both tackles, tackles out. Obviously, that, that had a lot to do with, with Holmes just running circles in the backfield all night. That was that was tough to watch. Um, don't know how much of the game you can put on his shoulders considering the pressure he was under all night. But I, I wanted to see more out of the Chiefs, obviously. I think we all did. Uh, but, man, David Bay had a, a great game plan. Brady was just cool as a cucumber back there and – Wow. Gronk had two touchdowns, too, which I yeah. kind of love. A little nostalgia boost for Gronk. Kind of love that. What was he? He went off, I think, plus 800 or something mm-hmm. for first touchdown. That's a good bet. Oh, yeah. That's a good bet. And I think several people were posting their subs from that. So, you know, Tony O'Brown had a touchdown. David, you, I believe, were leaning towards Tampa as well. I picked Tampa really to fade the field, but also to kind of hat tip my, my, my youth, the team of my youth. But you went into the week fairly confident that Tampa was winning this. Did it turn out in any relationship to how you saw them winning? Um, I did not think it would be an absolute dominant performance. Um, I, I kind of I had that thought once I found out, you know, once the tackle, the left tackle was out, both tackles, right? You just said mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, this could get this could get ugly because you know Tampa's defense is very solid. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this. I didn't see this at all. I didn't see Mahomes. I mean, he looked like an intramural quarterback back there. Just, just, you know, after 10 Mississippi scrambling for his life, dude. Um, all our, all our Texas tech friends are probably having flashbacks. Cause that seemed like every other game he played in the big 12. Yeah. He minus, looks- minus the lack of points, but like he was always, <laughs> you know, kind of banged up, had the toe hurt. Um, gonna need surgery on that, but playing through it and like getting let down by his teammates, uh, his punter, his punter going out there and just eshing the bat immediately. Mahomes looked much more hurt, yeah, than I think he let on, and I wonder if that's going back to the the AFC title game against the Bills. You could you could see that coming. The toes don't exactly heal up in two weeks, especially something that severe. Do you give any thought to the injury seemed more obvious the further the game got out of hand? <laughs> There's that argument. Yeah, I think the, what he, he, rushed, he rushed for like 40 yards in the first yeah. quarter. And I think when, when you're doing that, it's like uh, th- that halftime break where that toe is doing oh, nothing. Geez, you got 45 minutes to sit there. Oh, coming back out after that is going to be tough. I, I'm, I agree with everything you all have said in terms of, you know, Mahomes on the run all day. Brady obviously revived some careers here. You bring Gronk out of retirement, A.B. pretty much out of being out of the league and serving an eight-game suspension to get a touchdown in the Super Bowl and being a essentially a non-story all season, uh, aside from his injuries Dude. and, like, keeping him above board. Like, that's that's elite-level stuff. That's the stuff that people would say you can go to the Patriots, Ocho Cinco, Randy Moss, whomever, because of the way Bill Belichick runs a shop. And maybe it's because of the expectations that Tom is setting for his teammates and getting things done. It did make me think back to, okay, just in this last year we've had LeBron go to L.A. You know, last year and then bring in Anthony Davis to make a difference You know, uh, in terms of how that team yeah. was built and win a title. And then you also had um, in uh, baseball Mookie Betts go to the Dodgers and make a huge difference immediately, you know, arguably one of the top three or four players in baseball. So when you have Tom Brady go to Tampa, it's like, oh, shit, all this credit to Tom. One thing I was really um, happy to kind of read and do a little research on was just how many of their impact players were people that they had drafted and established a foundation beforehand. And I'll rattle them off real quick. Devin White, who threw out the playoffs. Stud. I mean. He was a monster. Like. And had a pick last night. It reminded me of Thomas Davis and that Carolina Panthers run to the Super Bowl, the other one of the most boring Super Bowls that year uh, when Carolina spit the bit to Denver. But uh, Devin White, 2019 first-round pick, fifth pick overall. Uh, Vita Vea, also just a dominant force in the middle. D-tackle. D-tackle, number 50, a.k.a. Maui from uh, Moana. Uh, (laughs) He was their 2018 first-round pick, 12th overall. Tristan Wirfs. Who's a monster. Left tackle. 
out of Iowa was their 13th, 13th overall pick in the first round he this year. right tackle for them. Or right tackle for them, you're yeah. right. Uh, but started pretty much all year. And as we talked about how much uh, Mahomes was under duress, like Brady only received pressure like 10% of plays mm-hmm. compared to Mahomes 57%. So worse yeah. an impact player. Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. What a, what a stud he Jeez. is. All-time taunting penalty. <laughs> All Unbelievable. Time. A ridiculous taunt, but what stood out to me in that is the dude's fucking jacked. When you get the full context <laughs> of like why he did that, because uh, Hill had done mm-hmm. it to him, with, including a backflip mm-hmm. like several weeks back. So, like, yeah. Oh, I respected it. It yeah. just was about as blatant as it possibly could be. And in the end, it didn't cost him shit. It was no. a turnover on downs. Game was it was hand. a fifteen yard penalty that basically they gave it half the distance. It was a seven yard penalty. Yeah, nobody cares. Um, last one, Ronald Jones, uh, second in production, but really their lead running back all year long. He was a second round pick for them as well, and Winfield Jr. second round pick. So you've got all these impact players that they had. The story isn't just we brought in Brady and won a Super Bowl. It's we brought in Brady after really building a solid team and. You know, having Todd Bowles just lose his fucking mind and dominating that game. I think it was ESPN who tweeted out, like, just the years that he had won. Tom Brady had won Mm -hmm. rings. And uh, our boy J-Bone pointed out that he went from – so he won one in 2005 and Mm -hmm. not again in 2015. So he went nine years without winning a ring, and he has seven. Like, nine years is a long career for a lot of guys. And he went that whole Spain without winning a ring, and somehow has seven on his resume. That is, that's a insane tiger esque drought. It's insane. Yeah, I, I was trying to think back to some uh, of the teams he had during that stretch, and like, why why didn't he win? I mean, they lost to it was the, like the Rainy Giants. Moss era, wasn't it? Yeah, they had the Rainy Moss undefeated season, so they were good a lot mm-hmm. of those years. And then Eli Giants, wins. They, they got two of them. He had an ACL uh, year. Yep, Castle still went to the playoffs. Like they had a good lineup, though. Yeah, uh, I well, think yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers closed out Sunday night. Um. <laughs> okay. AJ, you said uh, you said AB was almost out of the league, dude. AB was also almost out of society in general. <laughs> like, I think I don't think it's crazy to say that like Tom Brady might have saved his life in some capacity. Like, if you heard AB, like I know that there's a relationship there, and he's gone to bat for him for a long time. But um, that was hold on. I mean, the job he did with bringing him back into the fold was nuts. Not to mention another sort of like Island of Misfit Toys scenario, but Gronk was retired and Jason Pierre-Paul blew his hand off. So like this this <laughs> whole this cast of characters is, is yeah. scriptable. And right? Kinsu is another name. That, yeah, like, and, and he showed up last night in a big way. Yeah, yeah in... good mix of like young guys that they mm-hmm. built around. Like you mentioned, all the guys, yeah. and then some some older vets who kind of were just not lost, but he kind of yeah. all came together under Tom Brady pretty well. Yeah, I guess we should also say Kangle cap tip to Bruce Arians at 68 for making it all work together. Mm -hmm. Um, I've stood by the thought that Eric Spolstra never gets enough credit for what he did in Miami, putting all those players together and making it work. Um, It ain't easy keeping those egos in check, especially with the characters you've got here, and it worked. It worked in a big way. You've got Mike Evans, who's not a small personality, who has the best year ever, and you've brought in – you know, both Antonio Brown and then you've got Chris Godwin coming up from behind, uh, you know, beginning to become a star. And he's managed to continue doing his shit. So that's a, that's a hell of a team. And Tom Brady's coming back. I'm curious to know if Gronk comes back or if that matters, but they're like third and favorite in odds right now to repeat next year. It's uh, Who, uh, What's the tight end's name that got injured early on okay, before the season? Oh shit, he's still on the yeah. roster. Yeah, yeah, OJ Howard. Wow, and they have, I thought they. Had I don't know if they. Bray. Wow, Cam Brate's no slouch either. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and they tried to throw um, touchdown pass at like the fourth string tight end then oh. yesterday. No, the, the, <laughs> I like it was a, I thought it was a tackle O-line. or something. Yeah, oh, was he tackle? Okay, yeah. it was a tackle. I saw his name like Hanson or something. I was like, who the fuck is this? Guy? I was like, man, they're never throwing the ball to you again. Like <laughs> that was your sick. one shot ever. Oh. Hey, what's a what's a more embarrassing injury that you have to like tell your boys about? Uh, blowing your hand off with fireworks or freezing your feet off in a cryo chamber? <laughs> the, the pictures of his hand, and he was he's very open and adamant about showing the pictures. Like it looks like somebody's foot on the right side of his hand, and then he's got his trigger finger, his thumb, and the middle or half of his middle finger. 
And of course, the memes of now Tom Brady has enough rings for Jason Peel, all of Jason Peel yeah. Paul's fingers, mm-hmm. is pretty great. Okay, yeah. Uh, in, Come in, on. High, in high school before uh, playoffs, base mm-hmm. talking baseball here, our star catcher shot his finger not all the way off. He shot the end of his finger okay. off, Ooh. like cleaning a gun that he didn't know was loaded or something like that. Um, we were very good, and he was also a very good big <laughs> part of that team, and we. Uh, fizzled out one day i'll tell the story of almost slicing open my femoral artery going into playoffs in high school oh gosh um but not today we don't have time for that anything else on the football season for nfl before we put it to bed until we get to pro days and whatnot no watch out for those buffalo bills next year baby i hope the uh, cowboys can sign deck (laughs) yeah it'd be nice really happy Uh, for uh, a&m and penn state getting super bowl Super Bowl titles. That's very cool. That's true. true. I yield the floor to both Brett and David. I feel like you two consume the most golf on the weekend. I heard this name I hadn't heard in quite some time. What is a Jordan Spieth? Mm. And what he do? He's back. Dave, how how closely were you on? Because we talked about this before. KJ and Dylan didn't do much of the golf this weekend. Um, honestly, I've had nothing but time. Okay. I've been just sitting down here with Rhodes watching Saudi Arabia. So I was following the Euro tour stuff. And then I was watching the, I watched pretty much all day, Friday, Saturday, and yesterday. Um, it was great. It was, I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I was, I got caught up, man. Saturday was the most fun I've had watching golf, honestly, since maybe, maybe Tiger masters. I, I don't know, man. It's been such a weird year, but, uh, that was um, that got me that that got me going, man. I'm a, I'm a speed guy, a Dallas homer, and I always pull for him. But yeah, that was cool to see. Yesterday was a tough scene, <laughs> one over on the day. But Saturday, I'm 100 percent with you on that. Gave you the feeling that the 2019 Masters did. It was like oh, something's happening. Yeah, he looked he looked dialed, but he still didn't look so good because that course is so forgiving, and Spieth is so wild off the tee you just have no idea where the ball is going but he, he scrambled like crazy because a lot of the times in that desert sort of stuff you can you can kind of you have an angle yeah even if you're you're almost ob um he, and- he got some breaks with with like you know like a lot of guys ball, you know if you hit one out in the desert is it going to go up uh, you know next to a cactus mm-hmm. uh, is it is it going to just he got he got a lot of breaks but i mean he I don't know. I mean, I think I think he's got to leave the week. Um, you know, he didn't take the dub, but he's he's probably feeling really good about it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And then yesterday was fun because the at one point there was I think ten people within one shot of the lead or, or one off or yeah. whatever it was, and there were some names too. I mean, Brooks was he wasn't even in that group to start. It was Spieth and Shoffley and our guy uh, James Hahn. Okay. He was. He was on one, Mister until uh, he he kind of had a tough last few holes, but um, it was uh, golf yesterday. NBC had a good little one-two punch with a uh, a nice hockey game into the final round of the the Phoenix Waste Management. Was the you mentioned that it was the kind of the level of excitement you sense from like Tiger in twenty nineteen. The Waste Management Open, even from somebody like myself who doesn't watch week to week, I understand this tournament is usually an absolute shit show. Mm -hmm. Um, Fans are usually hammered. They allow the gallery to be a lot more rowdy and a lot more casual, like the complete polar opposite of like Augusta, basically. Yes. Um, They had it whittled down from their usual, I don't know what capacity typically is, but it was what, 5,000 fans were allowed to be in the gallery for this? Did it have remotely the same vibes was it loud or rowdy was there any sort of atmosphere it was nice to see people on tee boxes and Mm -hmm. around greens so i'm gonna say no it wasn't rowdy there was there was a moment uh when brooks chipped in for eagle on Mm -hmm. 17 where there was a legitimate roar that's something we haven't heard in a year yeah so that was nice to have that kind of like oh that's a moment right there and he brooks had even said that he performs so much better when there's some sort of atmosphere he just he doesn't. He was like, I don't want to play golf with my buddies and have no crowd there. Yeah, that's, that's Brooks. So, had it not been somebody like Brooks who said that he hates playing golf, like unless he's <laughs> actually playing, yeah, like I, I would be like, oh, it's very convenient for you to say when you won. You right. know, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of guys, you know, twenty through a hundred, who also perform better with with a crowd and there was a crowd and they didn't. Um, 
last note on the waste management open, and unless you have more to add here, David, Xander Shoffley. How I guess where do we see him? Not just ranking, but like, do we see him as a true contender? Uh, you know, we're we're approaching the Masters. He's had what ten runner-ups in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. See his name pop up all the time. He was a name attached to the Patrick Reed controversy because he'd made some pretty direct comments about it. But is he just kind of going to be around, or do you think he's legit? I think he's legit. I think um, he's I- one of those. Sorry, Dave. Um, just one of those guys who's you just got to get that one under his belt before he gets the confidence. Kind of like the whole DJ thing. Like he, yeah. that was the book on him. He kept finishing second, couldn't couldn't break through, and once he finally did, he just went on a tear. I see Xander in a, in a similar. He doesn't have quite the game DJ has, but he's 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 legit. He's the perfect guy to have in a pool every week. Okay, he's always going to be in on a on a leaderboard. Points, gotcha. Yep, Dave, what do you have? Uh- Top 10 machine. Um, I think I boldly predicted on a previous podcast for a previous employer that um, he would win a major in the next two years. That didn't come to fruition. He got close uh, 2019 Masters. Mm-hmm. He was right there. Um, I think it's only a matter of time. He's just a top 10 machine, man. He's there. He's, he's, a, he's a good pick. He'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down. He'll get one in the next two years. Okay. How about that? I've extended it. <laughs> I've extended the term of my prediction. Damn, uh, Dave. Who, who? If you're, if you're a betting man, um, who gets the major first, Tony Finau or Xander Shoffley? Xander Shoffley. Okay, I'm gonna take Finau. On. Tony's got more talent. Tony's got more talent, but I mean, I, I think Xander's. I think Xander's got the mental game. He doesn't break his ankle on Wednesday pro ams. Fair enough. What Correct. Do we have. Uh, to wet the beak on golf wise between now and masters. Cause I know the schedule has been kind of mixed up over the last couple of years. So in my head, it's always, you'll have like what Byron Nelson or as locals would call it the Byron. Um, usually two, three weeks out. Like a shell Houston open in there. And the shell Houston open. Yeah. Uh, Pebble pro-am is next week. Okay. That's always a fun tournament. That, that gets a lot of names. Is Tony um, playing this year? Tony Romo. You, you you have to think he at least was considering. The schedule is open. Yeah, that's true. He's got some time. Yeah, just don't don't ask him to count. I didn't pull the audio. That was something I forgot to uh, mention earlier. But oh, he couldn't do the this motherfucker asking Jim Dance thirty one minus nine one hundred and forty million people to uh, <laughs> figure out the difference of twenty two. <laughs> yeah, he says he doesn't do good with the number nine, which which was his. Dude, relatable, relatable AF. He just doesn't want to seem like a know-it-all. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. at risk of that, Tony. Anyhow, do, real quick on the golf, um, do you think was Steve Stricker was in the in contention at one point? Mm-hmm. Do you think anywhere Tiger Woods is sitting on a couch somewhere, like, oh shit, my boy Strix wow. is is making making a run here on Sunday? No, <laughs> I, I'd like to think he was. Do we think old man Tiger now post rehab post comeback is rooting for anyone else at this point? Like, has he? I'd say have that part of himself too. Stricker would be the only one. Okay, but or like a, a Nota Begay in some random Champions Tour event, but that's no, uh, dude. Him and Stricker. Stricker has helped him out with his putting in the past. Everybody loves Strick, so I think if that would have happened, you would have seen a. I don't. know, You might have seen a very very PR uh, condensed tweet from the Tiger Woods account. <laughs> Just like a strong arm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Uh, you know what the the PR Twitter machine of Tiger Woods could have used yesterday if they were to put out a tweet? Grammarly. Okay. Uh, uh, Grammarly is one of those things that uh, I have downloaded and have not expected it to help my my game on emails and, and social media as much as it has. Yep. There's more to clear, effective communication than just catching simple spelling mistakes. And that's what Grammarly is here to help you do. Grammarly Premium gives you real-time feedback and insights to help you elevate your writing through tone, word choice, clarity, and more. Dylan, you need that. Okay. You're, I, I need the tone checker for you're, sure. You're, yeah. you're, you, we've, we've, you can get too concise. Yeah. And, fair. That's yeah. a fair point. <laughs> I caught myself getting a little uh, red X popping up. I'm, I'm so attuned now to having Grammarly plugged in both on Twitter and work emails that I'm like waiting for the validation of like, okay, can I, can I go now? Because Grammarly, like mentioned, checks tone. My problem is probably being too wordy and looking for clarity. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the, the clarity checker and clarity suggestion is essential to finding like, okay, you said exactly what needed to be said, but maybe this could be a little more concise. Maybe, in, you know, the points need to be highlighted. And, you know, spell checker's not doing that for you. Grammarly does. I'm in the same boat with you, KJ. I yep. sent a lot of emails for, for what <laughs> we do here. And I can get too long. I find myself being extremely judgmental just subconsciously when I read a professional email from mm -hmm. someone. Like, you couldn't clean this up. You couldn't have <laughs> proofread this. Yeah. This is just messy. Yeah. Figure it out. Too many points. It's, it's meandering. You're just yeah, like, hey, will you give doing. me something? Tell, Tell me, me something straight. Move that's, on. Where, that's where Grammarly helps big time. Um, it gives you, you know what else it does, KJ, is it ups my vocabulary. Okay. So sometimes you have a trash vocabulary. Right. I, I wouldn't call it trash. It, it's subpar. All those years in Boston. Really? <laughs> yeah. Boston. <fucking Yeah>. <laughs> Pocket my cat. Uh, so it, it's good there, too. It gives you a vocabulary boost where maybe a sentence could be condensed into a word or two. And then it's just easy because you don't even think it's there. All of a sudden, it just pops up. It's like, hey, by the way, help you out. So Grammar Grammarly Premium helps you write like a pro with advanced real-time feedback. Level up your writing for work, school, or personal projects. Maybe you, make me working on a paper out there. you got to think in the middle of a demi, people are probably conversing with one another via text uh, and other, what do you call them, uh, dating apps. Mm -hmm. You probably aren't uh, getting very far if you sound like an idiot via text in personal relationships either. So let Grammarly step you up there, too. We're going to build Randy's uh, his profile. Boom. His uh, dating app profile. Run that through Grammarly first. We're definitely run that through Let's Grammarly go. first. Uh, here's what you can do. Elevate your writing with 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at Grammarly.com slash bang. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash bang. Bang. Do we got Puck Talk? Turn it up. Is that the puck talk? It's puck talk. I just want the, that, that's the, puck the talk classic chime. NHL ESPN tonight uh, music. Anyway, Dave, you know uh, Anton Kudobin? Kudobin? Boy, does he. Kudobin! He is serving a... Uh, Remember that? We went home. <laughs> he's serving a, uh, a voluntary one-game suspension, Dave. He overslept for practice. Okay. Hey, man. What a stand-up You know guy. what happens? I don't think it was voluntary. I think Rick... Uh, Coach Bonus was like, "Hey, you're you're gonna sit out a game." I mean, I, Bonus doesn't put up with shit. You're giving up your game check if you're doing that. So yeah, it's, mm -hmm. you are. This pisses me off a little bit because I didn't see the full story. Oh yeah, my biggest beef, if you will, with hockey is their injury reporting and or whenever someone's not playing. This was reported as an internal issue. Mm -hmm. Anton Kudobin will be out for one game to internal issue. I didn't read the whole story here to know what had gone on. Didn't hear it mm -hmm. uh, reported locally. I'm sure they covered it. But my thought was like, okay, like he's got cramps. Like, well, what do we mean internal? Like he's got a family issue he's got to cover for. Mm -hmm. But no, he overslept. Okay, I'm caught up now. Sorry, I did a soapbox it's there. It's tough. If you're if you're a goalie too, usually they're only carrying. Uh, I mean, different now with Tachi Squad, but – if we there's got, only one goalie on the ice for practice, you're like, I, we kind of need another one. Yeah, we got Ottinger, but yeah. he had probably played the night before, the day before. BU product, so yeah. he can suck one. Ben Bishop's still working back from injury or surgery. Goalie room. Well, immediately, with since it was the Stars and it is hockey, I honestly felt the worst because of, you know, I mean, last year we, we had to let our coach go, fired our coach midseason mm -hmm. um, because of some off the field, off the, off the ice stuff. Yeah, we never really covered that. We that. still don't really know about. Yeah, we still don't know about and like when I when you see like something like this, you're like, oh no, you know, Hugh Dobin's everybody loves him, but he's kind of got a little Eddie the, Eddie the Eagle uh, quality to him, a little Belfour in him, where he's kind of you know he might be a little wild ass, maybe not to that degree, but he's got some some years on him too. I think that he can probably survive like a t ten minute late to practice. He might have had like a, like an oh shit, oh yeah, I, I missed practice type of situation. You got to think. Uh, some more puck talk, if that's cool, KJ. I'm curious as to know what the kind franchise in New Jersey has to has done to piss you off. The New Jersey Devils are on my shit list. Okay, Dylan's noted fourth ranked franchise mm -hmm. in his favorites. Dylan Faves. Is this because of color scheme? And not like the New Jersey preference Devils. for the Devils. No. no. Okay. Dude, I'm all Golden Knights all the way. You know yeah. that. VGK. The New Jersey Devils uh, had a couple players on their COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. And uh, still went into Buffalo. 
and played the Sabres twice. Oh. So so they had, I think it was two guys on Saturday declare COVID product, like declared out, and th- they played on Saturday. Sunday morning comes around. They had like four more guys declared in COVID mm-hmm. protocol, and the Sabres are like, are we are we playing this game today? Like, should we be doing this? Should we be playing right now? Uh, and the NHL, who I also have beef, was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, we're good. We're good. There's protocol, you know, yeah, super precautionary. The Sabres are now uh, nine guys out. Positive oh, wow. Test. Yeah. Okay. Including I, their head coach. Didn't they have – was this the precursor to them introducing some more strict or stricter protocols that the players absolutely did not agree with? Uh, or was this, this after the fact? This is like after the fact. Okay. This is in the last week or so. Right. And, and the Sabres are furious because the NHL gave them the go-ahead, and New mm-hmm. Jersey was like, nothing to see here. We're, we're good. We're just being cautious. So the Sabres, they don't play for weeks now. And they're getting, and who knows if the games are going to get like rescheduled at the end of the year or whatever. But if you're the Devils, just just shut it down. Don't come to Buffalo and get people sick. It's, it's, it's crazy that, that that level of reporting and, and the level of like sticking to the regulations yeah. is able to be skirted that easily. Yeah, irresponsible on the NHL's part. And the and the the Sabers, to their credit, are like asking for information here. They're like, uh, protocol versus positive, versus you know how how into this are we? And and the the NHL kind of gave them the runaround on it. And now the Sabers and their their head coach is sixty one. Mm. Their assistant coach almost died of pneumonia last year. So the Sabers, rightfully so, are like, what what the fuck, guys? Yeah, why yeah, are we? You doing can't this? have it. Not just for the people on the ice, but. I mean, yeah, the number of people that interact with a professional sporting team, just the staff in the arena, trainers, you know, valets, et cetera. Like, it's just irresponsible. Um, but it does lead us into quick tips. One thing I left off of quick tips, I'll start off with it because it's related here. The Kevin Durant situation that happened last week. I still haven't dug into the full story here, but my understanding is Kevin Durant's previously tested positive for COVID. Yeah, shout out to those of us who are walking around with antibodies. But it's been some time. Um, Kevin Durant was deemed a close contact to someone else who had recently tested positive. So due to NBA protocols, he was ruled out of their game. I want to say last Wednesday night. Maybe it was Thursday. I I don't have the dates here in front of me. Kevin Durant played in the first half of that game. Oh, God. Uh, And then the NBA pulled him during halftime. And Kevin Durant decided to uh, tweet and at the NBA for the remainder of the second half of the game, which he'd been pulled from. So loved it. It's, it's a lot. The nets are, they're winning. They're doing well. They've been productive. They're like 600% since the Harden trade. So they're yeah, making it work. Like the Sheesh. best offense in the worst defense in the league. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> which is what seven seconds hey. or less or whatever. Uh, the old son's offense and, and, and scheme was built to be score a lot. Fuck defense, get back and score a lot. Right. Um, that was also the Dylan offense. Okay, Dave. Come on, man. We're not could, doing you that. You couldn't shut people down? Doing that from – from he's not even here. He's still doing jokes like that. That does remind me, a uh, quick little weather report here in Texas. We are supposed to get a little cold snap, uh, at least North Texas. I don't know if it's creeping down here. There was some fog. We're but, touching teens this weekend here. Oh, yeah. Wind chill in the teens. It, it probably up in Dallas is oh. – What? <laughs> what? I missed it. I'm just saying. He did, he did it to himself, David. <laughs> I, 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 I was I just uh, Chris Paul into DeAndre Jordan here, uh, lobbing one up for David, and uh, we didn't even have to. You, the, the lob went I got up. fouled. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let it be. Um, I hate y'all. National Signing Day was last week. We weren't <laughs> here, or David wasn't here. We missed it. I think we should save this for when you're back in studio to dive in further. But any thoughts on the uh, Texas State approach to uh, their high school uh, or lack thereof recruitment? You know, this wasn't a shocker. Like they've been, this has kind of been the plan. This is Spavadol. You know, he was he worked with Manziel at A and M. He was, I think he was. The, I don't know if he was the quarterback coach. That might have been Cliff. Mm-hmm. He was somehow involved. 
he's highly regarded, um, but this is his last year at Texas State under contract, right? So he is clearly going all in on these grad transfers. Um, and he's had some success. Like if, if these guys pan out, you're going to see a Texas State team that wins five games, six games, maybe. And hey, that's an improvement. They got they were basically on TV every every week, and they they didn't just get drilled, man. They they had they made ESPN, you know, highlight Sports Center. They have got some players. Uh, I think this will work out. It's definitely a bold strategy. Um, I don't know. You, you'd you'd like to see them be able to recruit Texas a little bit more because you have to think that Texas State. Uh, if they're going to be successful as a program going forward, they're going to need to get some guys from the high school ranks at some point. But <laughs> this is part of the plan. Maybe sprinkle in a few, a few three and four stars, mainly three. Yeah, they don't. But, they don't yeah. get four stars. No, they don't. They 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 did offer the the Duncanville quarterback, uh, who I don't think he's accepted anywhere yet. But that's not going to change the program by any means. Yeah, going exclusively JUCO and transfers was uh, pretty shocking in a in a state where. You know, you can throw a rock and hit a quality program with some players on their depth chart. Um, Also, basketball talk will be back next week as well. Quick nugget there, aside from the Kevin Durant conversation earlier, Steph Curry put up 57 on the Mavericks. Luka put up 42 in that game. 99 points combined between the two, and the Mavs got the win. Uh, Some might say instant classic. I was just lucky to be able to see the game since it was on ABC. So, shout out to Sinclair for (laughs) continuing to fuck up my life. I thought we were witnessing uh, history, like watching Curry, who like he was in one of those modes that like everything was going in. I was like, dude, this they're just on the wrong end of history here. This, this is going to this is, you know, the Mavs are hurting right now. They're like out of the playoffs, like four games out or whatever. And uh, they somehow pulled that out thanks to uh, some of the role, role guys stepping up in Luka. But that was fun, man. Needed it. I think uh, we will all I can speak for everybody, but. Dylan, he's uh, well here. Major shouts to the new Vikings offense coordinator. Ooh, they, a uh, name we we recognize here. Another least, Kubiak stepping up. Half of it, yes. Clint, big brother Clint, getting the, the nod for OC Minnesota. Yeah, big moves. Obviously, uh, they've got their running back situation settled with Dalvin Cook, and he'll have Kirk Cousins to start off with. Mike Zimmer uh, is a great defensive mind, so set up for success. Obviously. Zimmer contract longevity, who knows, but you know, you want to see everybody eat. And so, you know, very happy for the Kubiak family. Maybe the best young receiver in football. That's true. Justin Jefferson, Justin rookie of Jefferson. the year. Oh, second place in rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. Just I got it. But yeah, not a bad, a lot of talent to deal into. with. Congrats to the Kubiaks. Big time. David, you want to take this next note? Um, I'll take no, it. No, I'll let you take it. I'll what take happened? It. <laughs> Dave, a.k.a. Fajita Boy Swag. First of all, he finished with 11 kills in Warzone last night. Is this the game I got kicked out of? Yes. Oh, shit. He had seven I before I, I even, my, I even like, parachuted down. I was, he just, <laughs> we, we, hit, we hit the train, and like 20 seconds later, Dave's like, oh, yeah, I, I just cleaned up. I look at his kill count, and it's at seven. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Where was I? I think I was in the gulag. But, uh. Finished with 11 kills, and K- yeah, KJ got dropped like halfway through, yeah, so we had to finish with just three. That was a heartbreaker. We had a good, we had a good night last night. Yeah, we had some top out. five, some heartbreakers, but yeah, you know, I, I, I had a couple, my first few games back after um, childbirth, birth of Rhodes, Carter Ruff, my son and partner. Um, <laughs> I had zero kills, like three games in a row. I just, I couldn't, it was just lack of sleep and just me being terrible, but uh, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm very, inc- I'm a streaky player. That's all you can say about me. Sizzle Squad putting up numbers. Congrats on the double digi. I don't think I've had a game like that yet. I think I've scratched nine, maybe in a solo or something. Uh, but, you know, impressive. This will only enhance his, his Good followers. You. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, sad news that popped up during the Super Bowl. Yeah, real sad. Yeah. ESPN reporter, journalist, I think journalist is probably the best word to use here, mm-hmm. is predominantly been baseball correct i think so that's his beat pedro gomez um not sal palantonio um passed away at like 52 or something or extremely young i just saw it described as suddenly i don't know what what happened really unfortunate he was one of those dudes that when he was he he would pop up on a hit and you would be like oh that that he's he's really good at his job 
always in like a spring training kind of situation. Positive he was 18. Side. Didn't do too much. Liked him. Sad story. Very, very, very sad story. Um, I skipped over. Oh, it was also another sad story. We missed this on Thursday because I guess it occurred Thursday night after our Super Bowl uh, um, live stream. Um, I won't lay it at the feet of Micah, who was asking for more stories Super Bowl week, but Britt Reed, son of Andy Reed, was hospitalized after a crash that occurred last week. He was in the car that created the crash, apparently veered from the left lane over three lanes and hit two parked cars, injured two children, one in critical condition. I don't have an update on Status's post like yesterday morning, but uh, Britt Reed was still hospitalized as of that time. Andy Reed... Uh, being the head coach, and Britt Reed, I should say, is a linebacker's coach for the Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reed, of course, couldn't comment. Um, basically said, I can't say much here at this moment, but just as a person, as a human, my heart bleeds for all involved, and particularly the young girl that was injured. Right. Uh, it was in critical condition. So, yeah, not much you can ask of Andy Reed in this, that situation. It's a terrible story all around, but deserved to at least be acknowledged. Yep. Yeah, uh, Nance, Nance worked in a little uh... – a little bit on that in the fourth quarter when the game was over, and it was, it just was very awkward. Romo did not know how to follow up. It was very awkward. I guess they had to say something. I don't know. But they covered in pregame, and then I think touched on it. Well, I guess you don't get much of a halftime like recap. So I they hit it multiple times in pregame. In so. real time, I was like, Nance. I, I would think he has the wherewithal to to run that into a commercial break. Yeah. Instead of a punt that maybe he thought it was I, I don't know it, it was very weird and then 10 seconds of silence and then he's like well and uh, we'll get the ball to 30. Uh, you yeah. got to think that if the tables were turned and the Chiefs were up big I think that story gets mentioned more sure because and, I'm, and that, I think that's crappy because they probably would have framed it as like in some way commending Andy Reid for enduring or persevering through this trauma that's affected, you know, his family and others, blah, 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 that he's remained, you know, mentally engaged, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. Fortunately, nobody's tried to use this as any sort of excuse, but it's just a sad story all around. Um, Aussie Open. I, I threw this on here yeah. because of one specific story. Are you aware of tennis's bad boy, Nick Kiprios? No. Yes. He's this Australian hothead who is just a psycho. Yeah. Um, so last oh, yeah. night was the first round, obviously a time difference. So he starts this match off, his first round match, and he, he gets broken early. He's he's down. And he looks up and throws somebody, which turned out to be his brother's girlfriend, out of his box up in the rafters <laughs> from from the Wait, court. What? Wait, what's this I guy's have... name? Let me Nick... Kiprios is the hockey player. Nick Kyrgios. 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 Okay. Um it's K-Y-R-G-I-O-S. It's gotcha. something. So I'm going to send you guys this tweet. But he threw, uh, threw out his brother's girlfriend from his box from the court and then went on to win his match. Wait, do we know why? Hell yeah. He, she wasn't supposed to be in there, according to... Uh, she wasn't vibing. <laughs> that is bizarre. I'd love to see that Mah- in any other Dude, sport. Like, Mahomes needed to do this last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get his brother out of there and, and hell, even his wife. <laughs> just pulls out binoculars maybe the binoculars on a stick looks up to a suite picks up the phone it's like get jackson the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. put down the phone jackson jackson and in, in uh mahomes is his wife or fiance um i think it's his wife because those two are obnoxious children. man when they get together yeah. my god it's, it's a lot content king that jackson mahomes huh? shout out to his family <laughs> <laughs> which we all get now um Aaron Rodgers. This yeah. was a curveball. Last one I had because it was uh, it wasn't Olivia Munn, it wasn't Danica Patrick, but it's Shailene Woodley. Shouts to Aaron Rodgers for officially getting engaged. Of divergent fame, I don't know what else. Uh, Big Little Lies. I I knew. I mean, I've seen her in yeah. uh, Big Little Lies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was that. the the young mother. So I I knew the face, but I didn't know what her name was, and I it was I was surprising. Uh, to find out who she was. She has a look of no idea. she's always on the edge of tears. She looks very young. I don't know how old she actually is. 29. 29. Okay. okay. I, she looks younger than 29, so good for her on that. Uh, yeah, that's all I really had to say. I just wanted know. to shout out Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You've you got to wonder if this is going to affect his game. Uh, I mean. I well, this brings up a, a better. Down. <laughs> I 
I don't know. Now we can finally talk. Is it Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Who's the GOAT? Let's go. <laughs> God, what happens when, when Tom Brady passes Rodgers in NFC Championships next year? Oh. <laughs> Two years in. Well, Absolutely going to happen. Yeah. To uh, cap it off, memes of the day. I know we talked a little bit about the weekend memes, but I would have to say the Robert Ori uh, doing the Spider-Man meme between him and Tom Brady. Because they both now have seven titles. Seven titles. It's pretty great. But first place definitely goes to, and I, I should have found the name before saying this, uh, someone who tweeted out Aaron Gonzalez coming back from the Gulag to Hernandez. join. Or I'm sorry, not Aaron Gonzalez. Hernandez, wow. yeah. Aaron Hernandez coming back from the Gulag to join Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski at the Super Bowl. And it was just a <laughs> very blurry guy parachuting from like way off in the distance. Oh, and on many levels, yeah, pretty this fun. pod appreciates Pretty funny. Oh, man. I just hung that one up there to, uh, you know, do its thing. I couldn't land my hanging joke. <laughs> Anything else before we get out of here? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no, this has been a real pleasure. Shout out, shout out to Rhodes for uh, cooperating. Episode number one, show number one for Rhodes, getting in the content game early. We respect it. It's more, more too, many, too much dips than Randy's done. Hey Dave, can uh, can the homie and I stop by later? Uh, only if you're bringing another gift. Yeah, for my car. Okay, yeah, only if you're bringing gifts and potentially food and the gift of food. So yeah, you can. Okay, I do have a gift. Yeah, I did. If you have cash, we prefer cash. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Drop your at your at your Venmo there. All right. Anything yeah. else? No, thanks for having me back. Fun stuff. Look forward to getting back in the studio. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.